Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Welcome, everyone. I'm Christopher Pollard from Milwaukee Film. I'm Dory Zori from 88.9. And I'm Kirsten Larson, also from Milwaukee Film. Yay! Oh. We got a buddy. Who's here? Why is it? Was there three people? Because you weren't doing a good enough job. That's true. (laughs) I do need assistance. We are definitely Cinebuds today. And for the next two weeks on Cinebuds, we're going to give you some insider info about the Milwaukee Film Festival, fun facts, and just general suggestions on what you should go see. But I think we should really start with a bigger question. What is the mission of Milwaukee Film? And how does that relate to the film festival? I mean, verbatim. It is to educate, enrich, and engage Milwaukee audiences through cinematic experiences. Nailed it. She had her hand over her heart when she (laughs) said that like a pledge. (laughs) Give me a raise, Jonathan. Um, But yeah, doing that is really about just like building community within our city by doing fun stuff and watching movies together, which I think is an awesome mission. Uh, I'm so excited to... Uh, be able to do that. And I feel like the festival is like one of the biggest things that we do to achieve that mission. Absolutely. I do agree. Would Milwaukee film exist without the film festival or vice versa? I think it would. Yeah, it would definitely exist, but I don't think we'd want to exist without it. I mean, it seems like it's one of those things that every year people get excited for it like Christmas. Yeah, Like I hear people say, oh, I've been waiting for this. They talk about it with like rubbing their hands together. They take like, off of work. Yeah, they take off vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Every year I hear people say, oh, I'm retired now so I can really dig in. <laughs> like that was yeah. their goal. But yeah, like she said, getting people together, and especially now more than ever, getting people together in a room right. to have the same experience is amazing. And we hear people talk about all the time like, Oh, it's so nice to be back. It's so nice to be back after, you know, not being able to for a while. So it's really great. And we talk about this every single week. There is a magic to being able to sit on your couch and watch movies. But it really, to me, becomes a film and an experience that reminds me of my youth when I'm actually in a theater. Maybe I'm one of 10 people there. Maybe I am surrounded on all sides by like-minded people. But there's an energy and a beauty to seeing something on a screen that big with the proper sound, the way it was meant to be. Yeah. And that's why the Milwaukee Film Festival is so exciting to me. Yeah. So the dates of the Milwaukee Film Festival, it's right around the corner. Absolutely. It is April 20th, kicks off, that's opening night, and then we will go all the way through May 4th. And it's really great. April 20th, uh, we have one film, Mom and Dad's Nipple Factory. I'm not going to say anything else about that. And then, <laughs> but it's a delightful, lovely film. And then we have the open night party. And then we go to May the 4th, which is this year is really f- so fun uh, that it's May the 4th because the closing night film has a Star, Star Wars, Wars theme. theme. Yeah, May the 4th <gasps> be with you. What? Oh, gosh. It's okay. so uh, serendipitous that it falls on that date. So it's great. <laughs> That's wonderful. All right. So we're going to break the next couple weeks podcast down into what we have recommendations for week one. And guess what? We're going to give them to you. Bye. You have to listen to the entire yeah. podcast. <laughs> Tricked you. Check us out in the podcast. Stick around. Do you want to know the secret behind the programming you love? It's all funded by the honor system. As a public radio station, we're based on a very simple model. We try to do something meaningful, connecting with you through music and stories. 
And then we count on those who appreciate what we do to show their support. Are you one of them? Show your support by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org and joining today. All right, we are back. And we're talking about the Milwaukee Film Festival. Woo, and we have a third buddy today because three is the magic number. Mm-hmm. What is your job title at Milwaukee Film? Um, my job title is programming director. So movie Big expert. Big deal. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, I think I programmed like 40 movies for the festival this year. Wow. So that's a good chunk. But I mean, there's something for everyone. There's a very yeah. wide breadth. Some of the movies I don't like, and probably Christopher likes them, yeah. and vice versa. Exactly. So that's the way it is with programming a radio station. Yeah. I don't love everything that we play, but I recognize that there are a lot of people out there that do, and that is why I feel like our we align so much. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So you program 40. How many films total are in the film festival? All right. So I'm going to do some math yeah. on the fly. And I don't <laughs> actually think I am. Okay. I know there are 283 films total. So that wow. includes features and short films. Mm-hmm. And I know off the top of my head, there are 148 shorts. But I don't know what I, that means I do for know. <laughs> Listen, we're arty people. We're yeah. not mathy people. But yeah. I know it's 130, it's roughly 130 something feature films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Crushed it. Yeah. Thank you. That's wonderful. <laughs> so I think one of the cool things, too, that I've noticed throughout the years is the festival just keeps opening up and exploring more genres of film. Is there a new genre, anything new this year that um, you want to mention or any effort that you're putting into just like you love all your babies the same, right? Yeah. I feel like a movie that is very unique is the local film Hundreds of Beavers. Uh, oh, it, yeah. it is... It's sort of like a silent Western comedy, slapstick, cartoony. Yeah. All of those things. Is that a genre? I don't know. But I I have not (laughs) seen it before. So I I would say that is a cool, uh, unique one from this year. You know what that movie reminded me of is um, Kung Fu Hustle. It's like funny and silly. And it definitely has Warner Brother cartoons vibes. Yes. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Very okay. unique in the same way that Kung Fu Hustle is unique. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now I can't wait. <laughs> no, that is, a, I watched that one too. And that one is really fun and it is hard to, it's a comedy. You could put it in that, but that's kind of mm-hmm. too broad. It's also, it's sort of animation, but it's mostly live action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one is, that one is challenging. So which one of the two of you could name Every single category that you have. Because some within the Milwaukee Film Festival, there's features, right? We talked about that. But then there's all these other categories. You alluded to shorts, but there's also a children's shorts, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And shorts for adults. What other? Go back and forth, one-on-one and see. can, but I can fill in. I think between yes. the two of us. Oh, ladies I mean, first. We have a full brain. I can do it. Yeah, I'll I know share. You can. Okay. So there there are 14 different program categories. Um all of our like opening night films and event films and podcast films oh. are in our spotlight presentations program. Yeah. Christopher. Yeah. Oh, do I do a new one? Or yeah. No? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I want you to go back and forth until I mean, someone fails like a spelling bee. Oh, this mm-hmm, is cool. Mm-hmm. This is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I'll go with the obvious Doc Fest faves, all our documentary films. Mm-hmm. And then the opposite of that is Worldviews, which is all of our international fiction films. That's Just right. a grab bag. The best of the best for yeah, the yeah. past year. 
Uh, we have American, North American, what is it called? North American Independence. North American Independence, which is all are specifically films from America, Canada, and Mexico. And Mexico. Wow. Okay, that's four categories. Cine mm-hmm. Sin Fronteras also includes a lot of different Latin American films, Spanish, includes some from the United States, some from Mexico, and also can include documentaries and short films. Really great. Love that program. Ernie, our programmer, is from Phoenix, and he's flying in yeah, yeah. to come Ooh, hang out with us. Ernie. Ernie. <laughs> uh, Black Lens, mm-hmm. obviously. Any uh, film directed by a black director in America? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Confirmed. All right. What's next? I'm stealing one from Christopher, oh. which is our art and artists program, oh, yeah. uh, which is documentaries about people in the arts. Uh, I mean, visual what? arts, visual arts. But this year it also includes the culinary arts. Yeah. Oh. So we put a little fork Yum. in the icon. It can be performative arts, too. There's films on dance. Oh, yes. True, that, yeah. true, true, true. I know it's very sad. I mean, no, you should. Well, you you, you already have. I used to program that back in the early days. Mm -hmm. So it's already been stolen from me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the damage is done. You're not bitter, though. No, not bitter. Uh, Well, let me take Hooligante, (gasps) Cinema Hooligante. That's a fun one. This is the time for the fart noises and the (laughs) horns. And all the spooky sounds. Do you have spooky sounds? Uh, Yeah, that's all the wackadoo crazy. If any horror or just weirdo movies mm-hmm. that you would typically see at midnight, but they don't always play at midnight. Sometimes they're a little earlier than that. Do you card for those? No. In fact, the um, <laughs> Midnight Shorts, which is actually a part of Shorts yes. and Hooligante a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much cussing, uh, not only in the film, but usually in the introductions as well. <laughs> so you just have to be Ooh. aware of what you're going to. So you get to. a little blue in the intros. I <laughs> yeah, love it. Bit. Yes, but I will take this opportunity to note that most of our films are unrated and yeah. you can pretty much guess that like, unless it's in the Rated K program, which I might as well talk about now, yeah. it's probably a little, a little adult mm-hmm. in one capacity or another, be it very serious or a little scandalous. Yeah. So, so Watch at your own risk in a yeah. fun way. Um, but then we have our Rated K program, which is our films for kids. We've got some really good ones this year. But then there's also all the shorts programs, which are a blast. I used to help with the screening committee for all the Rated K shorts. And it was my favorite one program because it's yeah. all just like amazing animation and really fast and flashy and fun. And then... You know, you you don't have to use your brain too much, which <laughs> yeah. I like to take a break every once yeah. in a while. <laughs> they are wildly popular, the kids' shorts, mm-hmm. and a ton of adults go to see them just by themselves. They're yeah. really, really good ones, yeah. I love it. So we're, we're close to 14, but not quite there yet, and I'm looking, I mean, we could do this for the whole podcast. Yeah, so it's quick rapid fire, what are the rest? Genre queer. Genre queer. Ooh, tell yeah. me about that. Uh, it is LGBTQIA+. Films that includes a shorts program and then also documentary and fiction films. Really good ones in there. Definitely recommend it. And then we also have Teen Screen. Oh, Teen Screen, which is so cool. Is that a newer? Program yeah, category. it's one of the newer ones, it yeah. It is newer. We've had it before, but it is newer. has a nice pizza logo uh, <laughs> yeah, designed yeah, by someone true. near and dear to all of our hearts. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> but 
it is, yeah, we programmed by teens from the city. So another great like engagement in the community opportunity. Yeah. And they choose the coolest movies ever. They really do. There's They're some... coming to steal our jobs. And they should. They're, they're so, <laughs> I, I listen to them talk about them. And I, I say this every time, like an old man would. You're so much smarter than I was when I was your age. Thank goodness, right? Yeah. Doesn't it make us feel better knowing that the young folks are yes. on it? So that that program is actually done by a jury of teens? Yeah, absolutely. Selection? Wow. They do a great job. They pick some really amazing films. They have a very mature attitude about what they're picking, yeah. Love it. Do we miss any? And then shorts. Oh, yeah, of course, shorts. All mm-hmm. of our shorts programs. There's shorts programs for every inclination. It's yeah. really good. There's also Sound Vision. Sound yeah. Vision. Yay, that's my favorite. Well, we did that. We have purpose. We mm-hmm. left that for last, yep. right? For, for the radio people. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I music think films. you both get an A-plus on recalling <coughs> all the different programs. Now, this is a good time, I think, to, you know, we're going into week one. So the festival starts on the 20th. What movies are playing for that very first week that you would recommend? Um, let me consult my list. Yeah. Okay, so this one is in a lot of different categories, so it's great. It is called The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. It's in Teen Screen. It's in Black Lens. It's in Cinema Hooligante. So it is like a coming-of-age story of a girl who sort of thinks of death as like an illness instead of like death and so she's like this is something I can cure I'm going to figure it out and her brother ends up getting killed in gun violence in her neighborhood and she like finds him and is going to try to bring him back to life and it is so creepy and gross (laughs) and cool and it's going to be awesome so I'm really excited about that one and I saw that one too yeah what do you think I loved it I thought it was great it's like it's a modern telling of Frankenstein uh, it is gory if uh-huh. you like the gore scary movies, but it's also really intelligently told. So mm-hmm. it's not just gore for gore's sake. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was a really good one. Nice. Is there like an underlying bit of humor in this? Because it almost seems like it could be. I mean, I would say a bit. It does have some like more, I don't know, social messages with mm-hmm. it alongside the the scary elements to yeah. it. But Honestly, her like surgery she does and stuff is so over oh, the top yeah. that I'm like, you, you gotta laugh to. I will say to the not gore, cry. the gore itself is kind of funny. It's those things where you're like, I don't know if I can keep watching it. It just keeps going. I mean, there it's it's in pockets too, so it's not like throughout, like heavily throughout. But there are moments of just heavy, heavy gore. Oh, nice. All right. And we aren't going to go through specific times because we want everyone to go to the website. A lot of the films play more than once. Like you said, they're in different programs, just several days, maybe even different theaters. So we're you guys hear something that you're interested in. The easiest thing to do is go right to the website, right? Absolutely. MKEFilm.org. If you want to get real specific, you can go to MKEFilm.org slash festival guide. That'll take you right to the guide. Save yourself like 20 seconds. Yeah. Let's go this right is a there. fast-paced, slam-bang world. <laughs> Just like her podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, Kristen, what else? So another one that I always consider like must-see screenings are the Milwaukee shows. So yes. those are shorts programs all with films from local filmmakers. We have two of them. 
one the first week, one the second week. I'm telling you now so you can go to both of them. But they are always such joyful screenings because everybody comes out with their friends and family to support all of these filmmakers that live in our town and make such great films. And there's lots of Q&As, lots of clapping and cheering and hooting and hollering, which is like, what I come to the movies for. (laughs) Not necessarily here to sit with my hands in my lap, but they, they are the best. And like, if you haven't been to one before, you absolutely have to go. I totally agree. That gives you the re like the movie, a film like that with a screening with people that live in Milwaukee there to see and uplift Milwaukee filmmakers and actors and production people is a great reason to go yeah. and see a movie outside of your house. You don't get that when you're sitting on your couch. And you'd be so surprised. Well, also, we did miss that, I guess, in our list, too. Cream City Cinema. Cream City Cinema is our oh, local yeah, programming uh, <laughs> program. And But, yeah, it is really cool, and it is fascinating to see the variety of talent, too, that is right here in the city. Mm-hmm. And you, some of these films, you'd be so surprised. Someone just made this in your backyard. Yeah. And so we've had filmmakers from Milwaukee go to South by Southwest, Sundance, European, what's the big one in Europe? That Locarno. Like, Locarno. There Someone went go. to Locarno Ooh, once. Where's that? Fancy. Scandinavia uh, somewhere? Yeah. Oh, nice. I mean, what I'm hearing is, Christopher, if they sent you there one year, you would never forget the name yeah, of it. Yeah, I mean, just let me go and I can really absorb the culture. Mm-hmm. All right. So those are a couple suggestions. Do you still do the um, music video, Milwaukee music video? The music videos are interwoven into the Milwaukee shows now. Nice. So you can get some music videos. They are there this I year. I love those. I love yes. that part too. More movies, more movies. More movies. Yeah. Okay. Um, week one, week one, <laughs> fill up my schedule. I, I mean, you wouldn't be able to watch these all in a row. But I always like to look for little Easter eggs in our programming. And so we have one actress who is in three movies this year. Uh, And I am really like flying by the seat of my pants. Adele (laughs) Sharkapoulos. That's good. From she was in Blue is the Warmest Color. Mm -hmm. uh, And she is in three movies. She is in the sort of sci-fi fantasy late night film The Five Devils Mm -hmm. very cool like French queer movie with time travel and uh, smells I wish it could be like smell-o-vision like 4D or whatever it's called (laughs) (laughs) we'll just have to imagine yeah Mm -hmm. she is in the movie Smoking Causes Coughing Christopher do you want to talk about that one I do I (laughs) it's by Quentin Depew. Uh, who did Rubber, which is a cult oh, classic. I love that uh, one. The main character is a, is a tire. Um, <laughs> but I am a big, I've become a big fan of him. We had him as a member screening once. But yeah, it's his new film, which is, it. I, I watched it recently and I'm going to make a very erudite uh, commentary about it. It's a lot like uh, the Canterbury Tales, Ooh. where it's everyone getting around telling stories. But it starts off like an episode of the Power Rangers. It's Power Rangers meets Canterbury Tales. What? And what a joy. It is bizarre and weird and silly and and fantastic. So definitely one you have to see to believe or like (laughs) understand what Christopher is talking about. Yeah, that's right. And what is that one called again? Uh, Smoking Causes Coughing. Okay. Yes, she has a segment in there. It's really good. Yes. And then the third one is Passages which is in our genre queer program. And it is a beautiful thing where this is a movie that someone else programmed and I really want to see it. So I'm very <laughs> excited. But that one is a cool sort of love tri- triangle movie with 
Adele, and then her boyfriend, Franz Rogowski, who we also love. All of you who care about the European film world, we know and love him. And then Ben Wishaw, Paddington himself. Oh, I love him. He's really good. So that's one that I'm going to try to watch during the festival when I'm not running around. (laughs) That's your triple feature. That is a fun fact. All right, here's what I want to know, Christopher. You won't be surprised. Is Martin Starr going to be at the film festival this year? Probably not. No, I don't think he's in any movies this year. Yeah, I don't think it's one of the uh, it's one of the rare times he's not going. I want to meet him someday. I I know, and I didn't get to meet him any time except I just sat and watched his talkbacks and just went. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to ask a question so bad just so he would know I exist. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I got to do a Q and A with him when he was here once in the hospitality lounge and he's not easy on you. He gives you a hard time, but it's a lot of fun. Good. Well, you guys are buds now. Oh, we are like a best friends. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know about that, but uh, he wasn't, (laughs) we were, we did get to spend a little time together when he's here. It was nice, but somebody in the audience drew a really funny picture of the both of us while we were on stage. And in her version, our legs are intertwined. So I I still have that. Like a pretzel. Yeah. Like, like buddies. Oh yeah. So that's really fun. Nice. All right. So this actually brought up a question I've been thinking about you. And we kind of mentioned the other nice thing about the Milwaukee Film Festival is you bring in producers, directors, writers, yeah. actors sometime. Who are your special guests this year? Are we because the the cat's out of the bag, right? The brochure is out. Anyone yeah. you want to highlight for this first week that's going to be in town? Well, I will say for the opening night film, Mom and Dad's Nipple Factory, it is the world premiere of oh, that yeah. film. So there will be a whole ton of guests coming for that one, including the director and then the subjects of the film who live up in Eau Claire. So they're very excited to come join us in this uh, Wisconsin story. Um, so that will be a big old Q&A in the main house at the Oriental, which is always a blast. There is another sort of Frankenstein-y movie called Birth Rebirth, directed by Laura Moss. And they are coming to the festival and basically staying the whole time because they love it so much. Because they were here with their short film Friday a few years ago, and they just had a blast at the festival. Maybe they hung out with Martin Starr and Christopher and were like, (laughs) these people are the best. And then they're like, we love Milwaukee. Like, let's... Let's just stay and see the whole festival. Oh, that's so. really fun. As a non-member of Milwaukee Film, and I feel like I need to say that before I say this next thing, I have heard over and over, year after year, not only the great quality of films that the Milwaukee Film Festival has, but the level of production and professionalism of your staff, really. Like, this is one of people's favorite film festivals. You've heard that, right? That's really nice to hear. I, we have heard that from a lot of filmmakers that come into town. And, you know, we try to treat them really good. And they love to see the Oriental Theater. That's always, I love it when people see that for the first time. Oh, just seeing their face walk yeah. in the door. And even filmmakers who you imagine that you're traveling to a bunch of theaters to see it. And you're still affected by it. Makes me feel real proud. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, humbly will say, because I have a very little part of it, but... It is really nice to hear that from filmmakers and guests and subjects when they come in and then have a really good time. And they will reach out to tell us. And knowing that they're going out into the world telling other people really feels good. It's putting Milwaukee on a map in a way it wouldn't be if the film festival wasn't run by Milwaukee Film, I think. (laughs) 
I love that. All right. So we've got a couple suggestions for week one. Is there anything else on your list that you want to mention in this first week of Mm. our Cinebuds podcast, Milwaukee Film Fest edition? I think my last recommendation is a film called Unicorn Wars, which is a very crazy animated film that we're showing. Definitely not a kid's movie. Okay. To be clear. But it, people, the description calls it a combination of Bambi and Apocalypse Now. (laughs) (laughs) I would call it like a combination of like Care Bears and Magic Tree Friends, if you're familiar with those. Oh, yeah. It's really, really violent, cute little animals. But (laughs) it it is the craziest movie. It's by the director of Bird Boy, The Forgotten Children, which oh, we showed a few yeah. years ago. And this one is much sillier, I would say. Yeah. And so that is another one that has to be seen to believe. If you see a still of this movie, I cannot stress enough. The still makes you think it may be for kids as well. And it is not. Is it the only movie in the film festival with the word unicorn in it? Is that how everyone's going to remember this isn't a kid's film? Correct. The unicorn film is not for children. There we go, yeah. Say it one more time. The unicorn film, The Unicorn Wars, is not for children. All right. It has wars in it. Yeah. But, you know. I mean. Unicorn's the more powerful word. So does Star (laughs) Wars. And that should be for children. That's a good point. That's a good point. What do you guys know? So I went to Iceland last year. Oh. What do you know? Do you know anything about the Iceland film Band? I'm so intrigued. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you want no, to talk no, about you, that? You oh, my gosh. Okay. So that one is in our sound vision program. We love it. And it is about the this band made up of middle-aged Icelandic women who are like, let's go on one, like, go for broke, try to become famous and successful with our very like artsy Icelandic band, you know, York. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And it is so funny, has a sort of it's a real documentary, but it has like spinal tap vibes to it. Yeah. But it's real, so that makes it even better. And I don't know, Iceland is just a very bizarre and quirky place. So <laughs> <laughs> you just get to see more of what's what's going on there in the music scene. The band itself is the their music is very experimental. I forgot the name of the band, but they have a really funny name too. I don't know if it's intentionally so, but yeah, watching their performances in it are really cool. And some of the banter and stuff that happens, it's one of those documentaries that's like it is a documentary, but surely some of these scenarios are mod- <laughs> moderately set up ahead of time for your entertainment. Yeah, but they, it's it is a very fun, one, a very funny one. I love that. All right. So Milwaukee Film Festival kicking off tomorrow. How can people, they are listening to this podcast, are like, oh my gosh, we did not know. What's the best way to go about getting tickets? There's passes and individual tickets, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You can go to mkefilm.org and that will serve all your needs. You can get tickets. If you still want to get a full access, all access pass, you can still do that. And you can see all the films we're going to show, all the events. There's an events page. So if you want to do stuff outside the films, Tons of options there. You can also go to our box office at the Oriental Theater and just get tickets in person if you like. Three to seven tonight and then anytime we're showing films during the festival. That sounds wonderful. And then my final question for this first part of the Milwaukee Film Festival podcast. So there's some films that sometimes might get close to selling out. There's a good way to keep track of that, right? Do you still post things on social media so people can know, you know, when to get their tickets, when films are getting close to being sold out? And then there's like a reserve 
line two. Yes, there is a page on our website that tells you if things are selling quickly, which means they are almost sold out, so to speak. But if a film is sold out, we still have a standby line where if you arrive at the screening, you can get in the standby line. And then if 15 minutes before the movie starts, there's still spots, they'll start selling to the standby line. So you could still get in. I've been in that standby line a lot and still gotten in for yeah. films. And I just wanted to mention the practical side of this because yeah, if someone's going for the first time, it might be a little confusing to navigate, but don't not come. No, absolutely. There's what we will do. We always, we have great teams and they do their best to get as many people who want to see this movie. We want you to be able to see it. So yeah, there's a lot of people who end up not showing up or, you know, our reserve that we have for pass holders, maybe it's a little slow, a little smaller. So we will fit everyone in. We can. Love it. All right. So that wraps up our first part of the Milwaukee Film Festival Cinebuds preview. Yay! We got some people to thank. Yeah, absolutely. We want to thank Kiri Salinas, who is our producer. Thanks to Brett Newski for our theme song. Absolutely. We want to thank Associated, Associated Bank. Bank for coming on board as a sponsor of Cinebuds. Absolutely. And of Milwaukee Film. We love mm-hmm. you. And then, of course, we could not do this without the support and love of our members at Milwaukee Film and here at Radio Milwaukee. All right. Well, go out and see a film at the film festival this week, my friends. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Kirsten. Thanks, Kirsten. You're welcome. <laughs>